0: Hi, my name is Nathan Hinkle, and I'm the lead pastor here at White Oak. And I'm really glad you're joining us today. We are wrapping up a really in- important series, which we have been calling Moving Mountains. Now, we have a, a special thing happening uh, this evening, and you and your family here on Sunday, January 24th, are invited to join us for an intentional time of prayer. Again, it's happening this evening at 6 p.m., and this is for all of us, all age groups, all the campuses of our church from wherever you are to boldly come together and seek God, uh, to recognize Him for who He is, to make space to draw nearer to Him and to dream big dreams with Him. See, we, we believe that God wants to move mountains both in and through us and we wholly trust and believe that something amazing can and will happen when we pray. So you can find out more by visiting our website and our Facebook pages. There are options available for you to come and join us in person as we host this event at 6 o'clock at our Coloring campus or you can join us at home or anytime. What's cool is that our staff and elders are beginning to pray 24 hours prior to the event as we ask God to move mountains in and through our church family. See, I believe that God has much bigger dreams for moving in and through your life than you realize or that you dream of. I believe God wants to do a work in your life and draw out of you amazing works, which he has created for you to display. I believe this, okay? I believe that our Heavenly Father has experiences and relationships and joys that he wants for you, and they're bigger and they're better than the things that you have planned for yourself. So because of that, I believe God has big dreams for our church too. I really believe, I, I believe that White Oak, in our 190 years of existence, can you believe that, 190 years, that we've only scratched the surface of our potential for generosity, scratched the surface of potential for making movements in our city, for pioneering new ways to serve the needs of other people and to connect those who don't know God to full life in Jesus. You see, I'm convinced that God has planned and dreamed up mountain moving endeavors for every man, for every woman, for every teenager, and every child, and for our city, and for our church. My boys growing up had a bin full of superhero toys and costumes and weapons and helmets and masks and all of it. They collected all kinds of Marvel character things And they did this because you see, it wasn't enough just to watch the movies about these characters. We have this built-in desire to experience the adventure for ourselves. We have an instinctive need to be part of the journey too. So we gather things around us and we act out the part so that we can feel like super connected to the action. And the truth is, we don't really ever outgrow this. When the movie Braveheart came out like 30 years ago, like every man wanted this William Wallace Claymore sword, all right? You buy jerseys and we buy shoes just like our favorite athletes. We accumulate things and we make plans for our successes because there is this image of a life that we want to be living. And we do this because it's not enough to watch from the sidelines. We want to live a piece of the adventure. So I'm telling you today, you and I have a heavenly father who reigns over everything that has ever been or ever will be. And that good father calls his sons and daughters. He calls us his sons and daughters. He has equipped us for every good work he has ever planned for us. And he deploys you and me on a mountain-moving journey to experience a full and abundant life. Now, maybe you believe that. Maybe you've just been told to believe that. Or maybe you're just checking things out with us and and you're not sure you believe any of it. and, And that's okay. But to each one of us, I will say this. All your life, You have dreamed of experiencing something big. Now last week, Jane challenged us to trust God as we wait in confidence for Him to move. And as we trust, we we, we must trust when it is time for us to move. And maybe it's time for you to move. Maybe it's time to stop watching the God show play out and, and for you to start journeying the path in a living, breathing, dynamic relationship with a good Heavenly Dad. Maybe it's time to get into the action. So I invite you to go back and, and watch the messages from our series, Moving Mountains. And you can watch that on our YouTube channels or on our website because I believe God has given us a roadmap for experiencing mountain-moving living with him. So this is our big idea and a piece of that map for us today. Obedience means moving with God as he moves in your life. See, Matthew was a follower and eyewitness to these events in Jesus' life. And he records this from Jesus as Jesus challenges his followers to ask God to do big things. And this is what Matthew says. He tells us that Jesus says this, he says, For I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. That's in Matthew 17, verse 20. See, we tend to dream small dreams but we have a God who challenges us to dream bigger. Left on our own, we we dream dreams which are small and and we live out religious obligations or, or undertones which leave us unfulfilled. Teenagers, let me ask you this. Have you ever thought that God wants you to experience more freedom and adventure when you pour out your life For the benefit of others and and, and investigating Him rather than what you will ever find in disobedience and the pursuit of of trying to fit in? Like, men, like, guys, have you ever thought that God dreams of refining your integrity, character, and and selfless strength to lift up your coworkers and your family? And, And that's more than your desire to, to feed your secret and addictive appetite? like Ladies, have you ever thought that God has big desires for your life and your family, and it has less to do with, with, with appearances and perceived success, and it has much more to do with your heart and your voice and your actions reflecting His and passing that along to your family and friends? Church, like those of you who are, who are part of our church family, Have you ever thought that God has big dreams for us which go beyond the occasional church attendance or or Bible study? That he invites us into the fray of active discipleship of other people, to love in ways which stretches us to uncomfortable levels and to to risk our reputation, our plans or our, our finances in order to flip our schools and our city upside down in the name of Jesus. You see, most of us don't think that way. And I know that I often don't. I have a very narrow and low view sometimes of the things that God wants to accomplish in and through me. And I have a hunch that you often do too. See, we need help to lift our eyes up from the current things we've settled for and to answer God's invitation to our lives to jump onto the path to participate in His dreams for our lives. Obedience means moving with God as He moves in your life. Obedience means moving with God as He moves in your life. And let me show you what obedience looks like according to Jesus. Matthew records Jesus' words just after his invitation for us to experience um, mountain-moving faith, and I want to read this portion uh, to you now. This is verse 21 of that same chapter. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And that's in Matthew chapter seven, starting in verse 21. See, this is a very difficult thing to hear Jesus say. But I I want to remind you of something This comes along with the things that we've already talked about in some of the things Jesus has done and said in his life up to this point. Earlier, you may remember in the series when we talked about Jesus curses a fruit tree for not bearing fruit, like it wasn't doing what it was intended to do. Later, Jesus rebukes his disciples' inability to perform the ministry that he's empowered them to do. And it comes after he challenges them to have just a small amount of faith, which has the power to move mountains. And then he comes to this. We come to these these hard words that we hear Jesus say. And he's saying, in essence, not everyone who calls me Lord will put their lives under my lordship. Not everyone who uses the right religious words has synced their hearts inwardly with their outward expressions. Some people who do religious things do them because they believe that they draw a little more of heaven closer to themselves. But in truth, they're far off. It's difficult things to hear Jesus say. But you see, many of us have been attending, dressing up, collecting some cool tokens that remind us of God, but we haven't been following him. And Jesus wants to tell us that, you know, I didn't die on the cross and rise from the dead so that you can believe or attend or have certain opinions about things or, or even do stuff. Like I died and rose so that you can journey with me and have freedom to experience real and full life. Because obedience means moving with God as He moves in your life. So here's the first thing I would say that that means for us. And that is that you make Him more to you. You make Him more to you. When you say Lord or Master or Father or Jesus, submit your life to Him. Don't just say He is something. Treat Him as He truly is. He is your Lord. So every day you put your desires and beliefs and doubts and strength, your your tiredness, your loneliness, your finances, your time and your sin, and you put those at his feet. You make a daily decision to offer all of those things to him because he is Lord. And as a perfect father who loves giving good things to his sons and daughters, he will walk with you. So make him more to you. Here's another way that obedience looks like, as according to Jesus. Do the things that he's doing. Like, stop being religious and start being with him. Find something he's doing around you and join him in doing that thing. Obedience, you see, is not following the rules, it's following Jesus and doing the things he's doing. That's obedience. So find someone who is lonely and be a friend to them. Find someone who needs something you have and give it to them. Find who needs your time and serve. Like, who needs your forgiveness, a kind word, or hope? Look around you, what has been left undone? Meet God there in doing that thing. Do the things he's doing. Third thing that obedience looks like for Jesus. Get to know him deeply. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus tells his disciples what he wants you and I to, to know. That he wants us to know him. He wants you to know him intimately. He wants a relationship with you. And not just lip service or religious obligation. Can you imagine how your view of God would change if you pursued him actively? And pursuit isn't a Sunday morning or when I happen to watch online, you know, something. It's a step-by-step practice of seeking His Word, listening, asking questions, seeking answers, gathering wise, Jesus-loving friends around you. Because obedience looks like getting to know Jesus deeply. Obedience means moving with God as he moves in your life. And if we don't answer Jesus's invitation, then we settle for a boring, mundane faith, or we end up abandoning it altogether because we don't see the purpose or value. See, we think faith is only the things that we believe, so it's easier to put that aside when something else comes along that, sounds better, but Jesus is adamant that belief manifests itself in obedience to active deployment. So you put on the cape, you can put on the costume, but you don't have his strength. You can put on a Batman mask, but you can't fight like he can. You can make more money, but you'll never be satisfied And you can pull off success, but you always feel like you're failing somewhere. You can have tons of followers and, and collect tons of likes, but that doesn't make you worth more. You can try to work your way to heaven. Lots of people do, but you'll never get there unless you put your trust in Jesus who went to the cross because you can't be good enough. He submitted in obedience to the cross so that you and I may have an intimate relationship with God and in that intimate walk with God, experience the full life that we can find only through Jesus. Like you and I can believe in God and never learn what it means to know him. And you can know him and yet never really follow him. But if you follow him, then you'll be deployed to change lives and still hope, do the impossible, share love and change your family and your schools and your workplace and our city because you're obedient to the one who moves mountains. Jesus's friend and and follower, John, he wrote this and and, and I want us just to, to wrap up with this here today. And he says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Once I heard a speaker say this at a conference I, I was attending. He said, don't let anyone have bigger dreams for your church than you have. Now, in other words, he was saying, you should be dreaming bigger and more for your church like than anyone else. So maybe for White Oak, we say, wouldn't it be great to have like one more campus location launched in the next couple years? And I would say, well, what would it look like to launch five? We say, maybe we want more kids in our children and student ministry. And I say, well, what about more adults who are willing to come around six or eight kids each? Can you imagine the multiplying effect of that? We say maybe we want more people filling our buildings, but what about more people who are willing to partner with two or three people each, teaching each other to mimic the life of Jesus? Can you picture how exponentially that multiplies? We talk about reaching the community. Well, think about what you mean by that and then multiply it by 10. What does it look like to have that kind of impact? Instead of more people attending our church, what if more and more people were sent and deployed from our church to take the love of Jesus into our circles of influence? Now, you can't outdream God, but you and I can step into the journey He's invited us to be on, and we can participate in His big dreams for our lives. So here's our, the action step I want to leave you with here. Pastor and author Mark Batterson says this, every dream is created twice. The first creation is mental. Every invention, every business, every building, every painting conceived in the right brain imagination first. It's nothing more than a single cell idea at that point. The second creation is physical. You can make it obedient to Christ via blood, sweat, and tears. He goes on to say, if your dream is a book, you make it obedient with a keyboard. If your dream is playing professional sports, you make it obedient at the gym. If your dream is making music, you make it obedient one note at a time, and then he concludes with this. He says, your dreams will never exceed your imagination. You can't achieve what you don't believe. So idea generation is important, but idea execution is where the rubber meets the road. So I ask you this, church. Where do you stand on the path to execution of a God-given idea or call in your life? Where have you lacked obedience to jump into the fray and you take a step toward that this week? Obedience means moving with God as he moves in your life.